Welcome, sports fans, to the next great podcast surrounding the NFL. It's the latest catch. I'm Brent Labonte, the founder, and our partner with one of my great friends, Bryson Mercier. Today, we'll go over popular news, topics, headlines, and predictions for this upcoming week. Obviously, before we start, make sure to let other people know and continue to follow the process. Every listener matters. All right, before we hop into this episode, a uh, quick word from our sponsor. Welcome back to the latest catch. We, hey, we have a lot of talk, lot to talk about today, Brenty. We got NFL draft coming up. MLB started while we like. What happened? NHL, NBA going into playoff time. What? I mean, there's a lot to talk about here. Uh, we'll start off draft day coming up, Brent. Anthony Richardson talks. I, I've been seeing a lot about that. We're just going to jump right into that, I think. Anthony Richardson, what what do you got to say about that? Well, first off, like a freak athlete. And, and me and you talked about it, I think, the last time we were on. Uh, we've just been super busy. But I know when we had some discussions about him, um, it was just the freak athlete that he was. And that, you know, he may be a project-like quarterback, which – I'm not saying things have changed, but I will say his draft stock has risen because of his combine performance. I know his pro day was a couple days ago, and he threw in, threw in front of a couple NFL scouts and teams. Uh, really impressed there as well. Where he purposely hit the ceiling because yeah, Will I mean, Levis did. Did you see that? I've seen that too. I mean, quarterbacks, um, because of their college play and where they came from, that the scouts are all over the – they're all – different just because um they're not your prototypical um justin herbert's you know and then you got joe burrows players like those guys i mean and this year's a lot of uncertainty and questions and that goes with a lot of a, a lot of risk so um richardson's one of those guys bt and you stand at six four what was he 244 and then he ran a four cam four. newton size yeah I mean, this guy's unreal and you watch the tape and it's the most beautiful but disaster thing you'll ever see Sometimes he'll miss the easy ones, but then he'll complete a pass that um, most of those guys in this draft class cannot make. Now, if you put him in a good system, and we've talked about this, he will be a great quarterback. I'm thinking about, you know, Baltimore because of Lamar Jackson, right? He wants out of Baltimore, and there's no way he's coming back. It sounds like that those bridges have already burned. So they're looking to probably move on. Yeah, it does sound like that's pretty much done and over with. I mean, everything Lamar has been tweeting, especially. Yeah, and it's almost like Anthony Richardson could fill that Lamar Jackson hole. And, you know, if you have to have him sit behind Tyler Huntley for a year or maybe have him take over midway through the season, you can do that. Now, I've seen the Tennessee Titans looked a couple days ago. They were intrigued by the number three overall pick, which is held by the Arizona Cardinals, I believe. So they want that pick and maybe they'll go quarterback. They just drafted Malik Willis. But if you see a guy available there, maybe Stroud's still there, maybe you like Levis, it almost sounds like they're moving on for Tannehill. So there's a lot of movement right now. I just think Anthony Richardson has proven to be one of the best quarterbacks in this draft class. He was one of my guys that was a borderline five. I'd say he moved to number three after his combine and pro day um, just just play. Hey, I – Another guy that I had on my quarterback ranking, I think, was Stetson Bennett. And yeah. I know there's not a lot of noise around him right now, but he's going to be about a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick. He's going to be a, la- a third day, third day pick. But if he gets caught up in the right system, and 
I mean, catches a team with some weapons. He he could be a guy that's around the league for a while that nobody really expected to be anything after college, even though, I mean, he's done nothing but win at the University of Georgia. So it, we, we'll have to see. It'll be, I mean, it depends completely on where he goes. I agree. And another guy you had in there, I believe, <clears throat> it was toward the bottom half of your list was Henry. And Hooker, yes. And he's been getting a bunch of love from a couple of top 30 visits with some guys or with some organizations. And I think it was New Orleans was one of them. I know he's been all around the block right now because, well, he's got an injury to deal with. He's trying to come back from an ACL tear, I believe. You know, but if he comes back, he's also proven to be a winner. The age of Stetson Bennett. I'm going to let you know something. Hennon Hooker is one year younger. I think. Hooker's 25, so if you really view Hendon Hooker as some first-round pick, you might as well throw Stetson Bennett up there now if you worry about the off-field issues that he's had recently. I mean, that's another thing. But he's going to be a Brock Everybody Purdy. at the University of Georgia is having off-the-field issues right now. Exactly, exactly. And, I mean, I think he had a DUI arrest. Uh, was it a week after? Or, I don't even know. It was, I don't know if it was a DUI or if it was just a, a – public intoxication, intoxication yeah it, it was something like that and i mean like i said if you view Hendon hooker as a, a first round pick you almost got to bump that draft stock up for stetson bennett because this guy wins hooker wins and and both those guys will make you make your team a lot better you know if that's a year down the road or four years down the road um those guys are going to be great for your organization um it's like a brock purdy like situation there Exactly, Brock Purdy and the 49ers, as weird as this might sound, might be in the discussion for a quarterback. Uh, with is, their yeah. quarterback injuries. I mean, yeah, that would be kind of crazy if they went with another quarterback. But, hey, they got to do what they got to do. And right now they don't have a starting quarterback for next year. That's they, healthy anyways. They have three guys on that roster, BT, that have all the opportunity to be the number one quarterback there, and that's – they just signed Sam Darnold. I guess he's going to get a you know, full-on shot for QB1. And they got Brock Purdy, obviously the rookie sensation that they had last year. And then Trey Lance, who everybody forgets about, that they picked so highly a couple years ago. He's coming Top off an injury. Five. Wasn't he third? Third overall pick. So, I mean, you have three guys that are ready to compete, and there's still doors open for them to draft one. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and that team's so stacked. I bet any quarterback goes there is going to be in heaven, basically, with how Shanahan good that too. team is. Yeah, with how well the coach and things like that. But, hey, Aaron Rodgers, though, going to the Jets, maybe. Jets might be a powerhouse, too, depending on how much they have to give up for Rodgers. I'm hearing the deal is in place. Um, there's a couple things they're disagreeing upon, and that's, I'm guessing, the draft picks that uh, New York's willing to give up. I know Green Bay won the 13th pick. That's probably out of the equation, which is terrible for us. I mean, I really do think he's worth a first-round pick, especially after seeing what happened with Russell Wilson to Denver. Oh, my God, yeah. I, mean, I feel like we might get fleeced out of this one if we can't get a first. Um, I think Gutekunst is really trying to get one, but it looks like we're probably going to end up with their two second-round picks. They got that extra second-round pick when they traded Elijah Moore to Cleveland. So we're going to see what Green Bay can end up with. You know, if we end up with two seconds, I'm okay with it. We get something for Aaron Rodgers in return while we have him. That's great. 
Yeah, I mean, as long as we get, if we don't get a first, as long as those two seconds are involved, I, I could see the conversation right now being with the fact that the Packers might want compensation if Rodgers plays longer than expected. Like that's what the holdup is right now is that the Jets are arguing that that Rodgers is only going to play a year, but if he plays three years, yeah, I think the Packers want some compensation for that if. Rodgers does end up playing that long, maybe like a second round pick every year he plays or something like that. And I, I think that would be right because, I mean, there's so many there's so many things that could go into this. Rodgers, he could retire next year, like you said, or he could he could play throughout his whole entire con- contract in New York. And I feel like Aaron doesn't know that answer. But I think Green Bay, they have to turn. And if that's compensation, if Aaron keeps playing, I'll be okay with it. Um, I also have seen on Twitter that, they're not going to offer the two second-round picks this year. Now, Bryson, would you take a second this year, one of their seconds, and then a second the year after? Would you, would you take that? Oh, absolutely. But I, I would argue that I would want a first-rounder next year. If they're going to give us a draft pick next year, if I feel like it should be a second. But if Rodgers plays, it's a first. I feel like that would be a pretty fair, pretty fair situation there. Guy that won, you know, back to back MVPs back to back in the last three years. I mean, this guy is still a generational talent, a quarter, and I think he can play that way still. This past year was a wreck. Oh, yeah, the, the, the whole team was such a shit show. Yeah, they, they were just they, they had no clue what their identity was, and they went on that nice streak at the end. And Rodgers did not play MVP MVP form, but he was keeping. He did the at the end of the year, though. The end of the year, he played all right until the Detroit game. Yep, and that's where he ended up choking because I feel like he's been choking big games. And if Jets want that, they can have him. Now, I am a huge Aaron Rodgers guy. I'd love to see him retire in the green and gold. Um, but over these last couple of months and all this trade talk stuff, and Aaron doesn't know what he wants, feels like the Green Bay Packers have betrayed him, you know, all this stuff, I think it's time. I think it's time to move on to Jordan Love, see what Jordan Love's got. Um, I also want to mention he has been working out in California with Aaron Jones, Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson. I um, saw that. That's... I believe Samari Toure was also there, another draft pick of ours at the wide receiver position. He was a seventh-round pick. So, I mean, if you can get all these young guys in, you know, just working out with Jordan Love, that is just already – it's it's better than Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers has always skipped these off-season mini camps. He would only come to mandatory training camp, and that just puts you so far behind. And he would never play – uh, preseason game where Jordan Love will probably do that, you know, just to kind of get his feet wet in that system under Matt LaFleur. And I would love to see him play a preseason game or two at the beginning of the year just to kind of get a feel for the season. And then, I mean, I was looking up Rodgers' rookie year stats, and he only threw for like 26 touchdowns and like 12 interceptions. So we can't be expecting Jordan Love to be, you know, Absolutely spectacular in his first year here. But, I mean, if he proves himself, goes out and, say, throws, you know, 27 touchdowns and 13 interceptions, that would be a pretty solid year at quarterback if we can put enough around him, you know, for a first-year quarterback. I feel like that would not be a bad year. And you got to think about it this way too, Bryson. We, on paper, have one of the best defenses in the league. And we started playing good at the end of the year. And at some point, we're going to have to rely on them. And it kept uh, Barry his job as a defensive coordinator because of how well they played. 
And I do think he probably should have been out the door, but I guess, you know, he, he did get the defense back on track. Now I do expect more. And also we have the two best running backs, one of the best duos in the league. I think we turn to more of a ground and pound and let that let that run set up the pass for Jordan Love. Expect more of a Seattle-type year. Oh, they made the playoffs at 9-8. and eight. That is exactly, I, I think, how Green Bay's best season could go. No, no, it could be an absolute sh- uh, but we just have to trust in Jordan Love and hopefully his development. Yeah, I like that analogy, actually, to the Seattle season they just had because I feel like we have the team that can do that. Like, Green Bay definitely has the tools to go 500 or a game above. And if you're looking in the NFC, there's there's not seven teams that are going to go. Like, you're not looking at seven teams that you're like, all right, yeah, they're going to go above 500. Like, I can name three, maybe four, that you're like, all right, yeah, they're for sure going over 500. And to be honest with you, none of those teams are in the NFC North. You look at the AFC side, Bryson, and uh, we're going to talk some bills here. Uh, we're jumping. Um, well, Stefan Diggs has been liking some tweets about how, you know, first his brother says, free my boy or whatever, and he liked the tweet. And then someone commented, come to the Giants. He liked the tweet. And then his brother goes, I'd love to play it twice a year. And he responded to the tweet with some, uh, he just hinting at his time in Buffalo's over. Um, he also liked a tweet saying that he made Josh Allen's career. So for Buffalo, does this affect anything? And is there any teams you would think um, that Diggs would fit in pretty dang well with? Well, I mean, the Giants, he would, put, he would fit in pretty well with the Giants just to carry Danny Dimes and Saquon, if I'm correct. Uh, on that, am I correct on that? that yeah, you are. Saquon? Saquon's got the Saquon's got the franchise tag. Franchise tag, and they signed Danny Dimes. Okay, yeah. and by, we were money on that too. If you listen to our previous episode, we were money on that. Oh yeah, we called that. But yeah, I mean that'd be a great fit for Stefan Diggs. And but the only problem with that is Stefan Diggs, wherever he's gone, plays like two or three years, and he has a problem. And wants out. Wants out, either kind of feuds with somebody, with his quarterback, whatever. He wanted out of Minnesota pretty quick. And he wanted out of Buffalo pretty quick. And those are both playoff teams. I went to the championship like championship games at a conference. So I don't know what he's expecting out of his teams that he's going yeah. to. But yeah. I, he keeps ruining great situations for himself. I, I totally agree with that. And you know, you got DeAndre Hopkins on the block as well for the Cardinals. Um, you know, the Patriots have been linked to him, the Cowboys, so on and so forth. I mean, there's been a lot of teams reaching. I'd love for Green Bay too, but we have no money for that. Um, I've no. also seen – I've turned back to Rodgers. Uh, we would have more money if Rodgers sat on our bench all year. We'd be sitting around $28 million. If he played the whole entire season and never suited up, if we got rid of him – that would cut the salary cap to around $8 million. And that's why we have waited. Uh, that's why we haven't made any you know, big moves. We signed some special teams guy. Rich Passaccia has just taken over. He's honestly maybe been the GM over, over the last couple of weeks for Green Bay. Um, but, yeah, you know, we, if we get rid of Rodgers, I guess now we can start looking toward the future. I know we want to get Rashawn Gary deal done. So, I mean, yeah, we, we got no room for DeAndre Hopkins. But those are some big names that are on the block right now. This is a hot take, but I don't think the Packers need DeAndre Hopkins right now. 
I don't think wide receiver is the number one prior like number one priority right now. I don't think we need to beef up that offensive line to where it was a couple of years ago, and keep the guys that we have on defense because we have a very young core on defense. Do we keep Bach or what? Is Bach going to stay or if Rogers is out? He, is he leaving? Yeah, here? if he takes a if he wants to take a pay cut, but we're paying him a lot of money and he did play pretty solid last year, but if we're really going to just reset and which I think LaFleur wants to just kind of get his guys in there and start running his offense. Cause I don't I, think him and Rogers were on the same page this year Yeah, with never, what offense they were running. I, I never seen a guy play like a snap. Like it now he's never on the injury report and he never plays a snap or he plays a snap, maybe a series or two. And then all of a sudden, he doesn't play. Doesn't play. I'm yeah. like, what? What in the world is this? Be the highest paid left tackle, and he doesn't need to complete a full game. So, it is interesting to me that Green Bay has not gotten a restructured deal done. That's really concerning because we have touched up on everybody that we possibly can restructure, except for David Bakhtiari. I don't know if they're waiting for Rodgers, but that's a that's also an interesting take right there. We're going to hop over to the MLB, Brenty. Opening day was a couple of days ago. My Detroit Tigers are off to a hot start. We're one and three. Uh, we did beat the Astros last night, though. We scored two two runs in our first three games, but then we scored seven runs last night. Uh, how are the Brewers doing? I haven't seen. So, I mean, I'm watching the game right now as we speak. We won 10 I was going to say, I was watching the Tigers game. We were tied up 2-2 with the Astros. Hey, the you, guys inning, you guys are up. You guys are up. We're up now. Heck there yeah, we go. Dude. So both our clubs are winning. Brewers won yesterday ten nothing, and they're up nine nothing right now in the ninth. We have oh. been, and we got three rookies, Bryson, and and we're looking solid. Um, in center field, we got a just an absolute stud, in Garrett Mitchell, uh, Joey Weimer in right field, and then our second baseman, Bryce Turang, his first ever home run, um, and it was a grand slam. So I mean, it's been so far a good start for Milwaukee. Yelich looks like he's swinging the bat a lot better. Need a couple down years, but we got one of the best rotations right now in the league. We're gonna be fighting. We're gonna be fighting for the top of the and you got the young pieces too. That Riley Green, I mean, so on and so forth. Uh, Torkelson should hit. Maybe last right. Yeah, this will be an interesting year for the Tigers. That my expectation is nothing. I mean, nothing above seventy wins for sure. I mean, anything above sixty would be a pretty good year. With the squad we have, we don't have much, but we do have a lot of young pieces that are kind of getting their toes wet in the league. Yep. So we'll see where that goes in a couple of years. Who knows? Maybe we're fighting back where we were in the early 2010s when we went to the World Series, had four Cy Young award-winning pitchers on our staff. Yeah, that was that's that what was got me in love with baseball. And then, that was the time God, to be a Tigers fan, I tell you. Yeah. Jeez, we, the fact that we didn't win a World Series with the pitching staff that we had was pretty miraculous because we had, I mean, Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer in their prime. We had David Price, Nick Porcello, and Anibal Sanchez at one point. Like, those five guys were on a roster at the same time. And we that, couldn't figure it out. That's insane. I mean, it's not – but now, okay, so we're going to hop over to something really quick, which we used to do. We got three games on here on the slate. Uh, oh, let's go. Let's yep. pick them. Now, in the top of the second, 0-0, Guardians Athletics. Guardians are 4-1. and one. The A's are actually somehow worse than the Tigers. That was a little joke there. Trust me, Tigers got them by a mile. Um, who do you got tonight? 
Guardians. Guardians. Or, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Me and you both go Guardians. Um, the A's. I don't know. I think they won last night. So we're, we're gonna see if they can hey, go they back. Hey, they ruined us last. Remember, I think last time we picked against the A's, they ruined <laughs> us. So. I mean, it's tough. It's it's tough to pick. Um, with the A's, and they always will. They'll ruin our picks here. But so now the Angels who come out super hot with Trout and Otani. Uh, they picked up some nice free agents. Hunter Renfro uh, played for the Brewers last year. Brandon Drury who played for the Reds. They have a bunch of good pieces now. The issue with them is um, just trying to figure it out. Taylor Ward's really good as well and left. They're playing Seattle. So 3-1 and one Angels, 1-4 one and four Seattle. Seattle, who is very, very good. They got to a rough start. I'm going to go with the Mariners. Oh uh, yeah, I'll go with and I'll go with the Angels just to switch it up. But I was kind of on the I'm kind of, I'm on the same wavelength as you. They're one and four, but they're a team that can beat a lot. They're a team that can beat pretty much anybody. And along with the Angels, they they probably won't even be a playoff team this year. But if they do, watch out because they yep they're a team that can beat anybody, but they can also lose to anybody. Speaking of playoffs, Brenty, we got oh yeah big NHL time coming up. Big Oilers game starting right now. I think. What do you do? You think the Oilers make it to the top of the Pacific here by the end of the year to get that over Vegas? We have a big game tonight against the Kings that would pretty much separate us from them and separate us from being third in the division. We would be for sure second, pretty much locked up. But this, do you think we catch Vegas by the end of the year? I mean, it, it's not. I mean, I, I I don't put it past us. Um. But at the We're same, getting hot at the right time. We are getting very hot. That's that's what you know. At the beginning of the year here, you know, I was, I was happy with how we started. You know, we're winning games, but we weren't really playing up to expectations. But here in this last month or so, I mean, we have been playoff. Cater came back. Stu has been playing lights out in the, lights yep. out in the net. That, was, that this is good to see. Tonight's game will be a good litmus test as to where we really are, but. We handled them the other night. Uh, we're at, in a, like two to nothing game. So we're at ninety nine points, and the Knights are at one hundred one. And you said it best with the Kings. We got it. We got to win. Um, and we're gonna be ended up. We're gonna be tied up with them at hundred points. And however, that works, right? If we get this yeah. win, it will separate us. And hopefully, you know, with a couple of games left here, we can catch. We can catch Vegas. Now. With Did Kaner, Vegas win tonight? Do you know how Vegas won tonight? Uh, that's good. So, BT, though, I, I do want to ask you, man. Does uh, this playoff Kaner come out and start rolling here and he continues this streak? I mean, dude, we got some guys like Yamamoto. And, and how about Nuge? His best season Nuge of his has career. Been playing well. Yeah, Nuge has been playing very well. Zach Hyman over thirty goals this oh, season. Oh heck yeah! Then of course, of course, Dry State on McJesus is just going off. This is absurd what he's doing. So Vegas right is not set. up right now. Yeah, two to two against yep. the Predators. So if Vegas loses that game, that puts us in a spot oh, yeah. where we could definitely catch them. I'm excited. I, you know, I think we're getting hot, like you said, at the right time. Um, Goaltending's been our problem all year. And so, we're Stu's playing pretty well in the net right That's all you can ask for. And I did want to ask you, I mean, I was, I was curious the other day, what in the world happened to Mike Smith? He's under contract. <laughs> I don't know. And he's, he's not either. Dis- he's disappearing. Money Mike has disappeared. We don't know where he's at. 
<laughs> it's nuts. He went. Um, he went to an Edmonton club one night. Didn't come out. I guess, dude. I I guess so. But you look at our team, and you mentioned, and we got four guys over 30, 30 goals. <clears throat> And you know, and you got Warren Fogle, who's also been really solid for us. How and those Ryan, trades, Ryan McLeod, McLeod, those trade, those trades that we made at the deadline were huge. Uh, bringing... Getting Ekholm and Bukestad were huge because uh, Bukestad is playing very good defensively, and Ekholm is playing very good at the third, third, fourth line center spot right now. I mean, both those guys have been great. And you look at like Ekholm, I think he's gotten like three goals since coming over. So, I mean, so far, great, great moves. Um, still, Darnell Nurse being overpaid. He's scored a couple times since we've talked. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I, I love Nursey, man, but come on. <laughs> yeah, Nur- Nursey, uh, I'm sure he won't be. I don't know when his contract's up, but I don't know if he'll get reset. Yeah. i tell you one thing, though. When McDavid and Dry Sato, their contracts come up, uh, we might be we might be screwed. That's not for another that. six years, though. It is not the six years, but what I'm saying is we're probably going to let one of those guys go. Yeah, but at that point, I bet you – I mean, one of those guys, they're both going to be in their mid-30s. Yeah. So I'm sure there will be a somewhat fall off there, you would think, at so some point. The team that is really intriguing right now is the Kraken. I had to put <laughs> the Kraken are – Dude, I got to put this in there just because, you know – Laner here. Yeah. The laner, and, and they've had a really good year. They have. And I, if they don't, because I, I believe they're in the wild card. I could be wrong since I last looked. They are, yep. So they're still in the wild card. They still have a chance. Now, how? what's the closest team to them? Uh, I believe it's Nashville. Nashville? Prince? So if Nashville wins tonight, they're kind oh, of man. locked up with Seattle. I think they're pretty close. And they play the Canucks tonight, and they have the uh, record advantage there, so it'll be interesting. But they, you know, they've had some good guys as well, and they they made some moves in the offseason, spent some money. Um, buddy Brady Anderson there, he was really talking a lot of crap, you know, especially oh, the, yeah. the Blues. Blues yeah. so, no, but Jared McCann's done a great job there. Matty Benares, one of Lane's uh, favorite players, and uh, even like Brandon Tanev, who who's a guy that. I thought wasn't gonna make a difference. He's an old man there, but he's done a great job in Seattle. Um, and, and then they have a couple of the um, well, they had that Schultz kid. I know that's pretty good. An old Oiler friend of ours, Adam Larson, a defenseman. Uh, and, and this team got a lot better. Um, their goaltending's been great with Martin Jones that they picked up on like a minimum deal. I mean, th- this team was put together really well, and I do hope the crack can make the playoffs. Hope Lane's listening. Um, but yeah, that's another game or another team to watch out for with the uh, playoffs here upcoming. I I do want to say the NHL does ex- expansions right. If you look at the expansion teams, Vegas they went on and won a Stanley Cup yep. pretty quick, and Kraken are already a playoff team. If you want to get a fan base involved, that's the best way to do it. Kind of not load those teams, but make those teams compete. Like give them the resources to be able to compete right away. That that is one way to get the fan bases involved and stay there because if they can do this in the first couple of years, then they're always just one or two years away from being good after a bad year. Exactly. And then, uh, you said it best. They're just making everything really intriguing for the fan standpoint. And the Seattle Kraken was a disappointing year last year. I think they were fighting with the Coyotes on 
The worst, <laughs> worst team in the league. league. Yep. Um, and then now this year they're sitting in the wild card spot. So yeah, I mean they've they've had a good little uh, a good little year, and they've, I mean to be honest, they're they're fighting, and they might make a little run in the playoffs. Hey, their team, their team that could beat, win a couple games, and maybe upset a team in a best of seven series. That that's definitely a possibility. All right, BT. We're going to watch the MLB games to see if we're right. Uh, we got to make one more bet. Who you got, Dodgers or Rockies, though? Got to go Dodgers on that one. Dodgers are looking to uh, compete for a pennant this year, I believe. Like, yep. they're pretty good, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're really good, man. I mean, they got a lot of good pieces still, and their bullpen and their starting rotation is still great. So I'm also going to go Dodgers. The Rockies, I mean, they, they do decent there at home, but when they're away, you know, they don't have that. They don't have that air to push the ball out like they do it. Hey, we played a golf tournament in Colorado, and I tell you what, that ball does fly. So, I mean, so so when you hit it, uh, how much added yardage are we talking? Uh, 15 yards. Oh, all right. Yeah, you know what? So whenever the Rockies are at home, I'm thinking about betting Rockies. Exactly. And whenever they're on the road, that's they bet against them. <laughs> yep. No run, yep. no run first inning. If we're in Colorado, I, I'm gonna stay away from that one. Yep, yep, that's that's a no go. Next <laughs> time you're home, we are gonna have to play some. Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, BT. Yeah. Uh, hey, here. NBA playoffs are coming up. We'll probably talk about that in the next episode. Yeah, I'm yeah, excited well, for that. And your hey, Warriors, we might even though. have to go. I come. Hey, the Warriors are looking pretty solid. I come yeah. home at the first week of May. We might have to think about going to a playoff game if there's one in Milwaukee. Oh, that, that's what I'm saying, right? Because, you know what, when you're in Milwaukee, it, that atmosphere is insane. And, and the Bucks are obviously a great team. And this year they've shown it, you know, with the Greek Freak and um, even Bobby Portis, uh, Brooks Lopez. They got so many guys there that are that are really, really fun to watch. And that team is, is also pretty well built. So I'm um, always got to root on Milwaukee whenever we can. So, yeah, I mean, that's a plan to me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, Catch you next week, buddy, and uh, hey, go Oilers. Hey, go Oilers.